Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whenever you are. Thanks for joining us for episode three. Um, and today's uh, episode is uh, kind of courtesy to a question that got asked by uh, a gentleman by the username of Old Man 2378 So, one, thank you for uh, uh, chiming in with a question. And two, uh, the question was in regards to uh, the New Covenant and in particularly uh, the reference in Jeremiah chapter 31. And so we'd like to uh, expound upon that this evening and um, just have a good time. And just once again, just thanking everybody for, for being a part of this journey with us. Uh, we're having a great time and we're uh, glad to have you along and hope you're having a great time. And um, before, we, uh, before we start to address the question, just also want to throw out to everybody Please, please, please ask questions. Uh, we enjoy the interactions. Um, uh, like we said in our first uh, episode, we have a heart to teach. We love to talk about Jesus. And so uh, uh, the more questions, the merrier. And um, one other thing I wanted to bring up too is um, we do our recordings um, every other week and we record uh, two episodes every other week. So if you ask a question, don't be surprised if it's not, it, it probably won't be answered the very next week. Um, what you'll probably find is if you ask a question, like with this video, that question that gets asked in this video will get responded to uh, in two videos. So once again, thank you for being along, and I hope to hope I didn't muddle the water too bad. So uh, the question, though, was uh, talking about the New Covenant, and the reference was... Um, Jeremiah 31. And so uh, let's jump into it. And what do you have to say about that? Because uh, I know I was talking to you before we started. When I think New Covenant, I think about um, what Jesus did for us mm -hmm. and the covenant that we're living in right now. But the covenant referenced in Jeremiah 31 isn't exactly that. It's something a little bit different. So I'm going to turn it over to you and What's your explanation on the Jeremiah 31 covenant? All right, I'm gonna pop it. Just, just, just kind of let everybody know with, 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 with what we're doing and, and with, 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 with the different time frames that we're actually trying to deal with. We're not going to probably read a ton, a ton of scripture because that's just going to go through time. So, so we're going to challenge you. We will try to give some passages, give some information, give a little background, but. I, I, I pray you have a Bible. If you don't have a Bible, they aren't hard to find, hard to come up with, or, or come to my church, the Worthy Assembly of God, come to Brent's church. Pleasant Hill. Mm -hmm. Pleasant Hill down in Odin. And we will get you a Bible, but yeah. that's face-to-face. -face. We're not shipping anything, so, <laughs> so we'll do that. But I, I'd like to read here. It's Jeremiah 31, starting in verse 31, to give us a, 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 a jump-off spot. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant which they broke, though I was a husband to them, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, said the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write in their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. For I will forgive, forgive their iniquity and their sin, and I will remember no more. Now, it goes on. Now, what I want to begin to, 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 to explain a little bit, whenever we get in Scripture, I want you to be able to get in your Bibles because 
God gave us Holy Spirit. If you're saved tonight, you have access to the revelator, you know, just not the revelation of the written word. You have access to Lord Jesus Christ. So we also don't do this. Pray what me and Brent says, you know, make sure it is confirmed in scripture and then it's confirmed with the spirit of God. Now, if you're out there and you're not saved, I don't trust that you know which spirit you're dealing with. So I'll just, it, it, it is conditional. No, I've had people say, well, I don't believe God said that. And the problem is I didn't interpret it. I didn't translate it. I just read them one verse. You know, I was like, <laughs> I'm not telling you what it means. I'm just telling you what it says. So, so, so we're, we're going to try to do that. But what gets kind of deep really quick, Jeremiah 31. First of all, the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah is dealing with a backslidden Israel. He's went in to the leadership of the country and said, God tells you to surrender to Nebuchadnezzar, mm -hmm. because your sins, you're being judged for it. You're going to be chastised, you'll be punished. And they call him a traitor. They say, you're weakening the army, you're messing everybody up. So he's in prison. Now he gets mm -hmm. out of prison just a few ch chapters before this. So understand, he is telling the children of Israel, you are in big trouble. And Nebuchadnezzar's coming, but Nebuchadnezzar's coming to, to rule over you because God is judging you. Mm -hmm. So when we, we look at chapter 30 and chapter 31, God says a whole lot. And basically, I want to boil it down super simplified. You are in big trouble. No, and, and I want to drop back a little bit Jeremiah chapter 12 because the whole book of Jeremiah is you are in trouble and you keep being in trouble mm -hmm. and God keeps speaking and they keep going against His Word. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah chapter 12, it, it, it talks, there's a word that comes up, desolate. It comes up three or four times mm -hmm. in that 12th chapter. Jeremiah tells the children of Israel, you're going to be left desolate. That means nothing. There's going to be nothing left. We, we, we get to Jeremiah 30. It's still judgment. Now all of a sudden God says, hey, there's going to be a time when there's nothing left. And with this, with what we just read, God said, I'm going to give you a new covenant. He said, the old covenant I did with Moses, he said, we're going to change. He said, but not because I failed. Mm -hmm. The old covenant didn't fail. What failed was the Israelites. The Israelites kept failing. God in His mercy is going to give a new covenant because of the failure of humanity. So God says, I'm going to give you a new covenant. This new covenant, covenant has to do with forgiveness of sin. So, so when, when, when we begin to look at this, um, so we, we talk about, and okay, uh, here we are. We're in, South, we're in South, South Central Indiana, 2024. It's, it's, it's February. In, in my Bible, Old Testament, New Testament. Mm -hmm. So one, there's an old covenant and a new covenant. Mm -hmm. Now what we begin to look at though, that Jeremiah is not dealing with a church. There's not a church. Jesus hasn't come. He's dealing with the Jewish people. And the Jewish people have rejected their God. Mm -hmm. Now realize the point of the Jewish people, the promise to Abraham was his seed, his lineage, that there's going to be a Christ come for that Messiah, Savior. Mm -hmm. But also this, God chose that Israel special so that he could use them to show the nations who he was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The idea of Israel was that they were going to declare who God was. Mm -hmm. So what happens when the people who are supposed to declare the glory of God don't? He judges them. But God made a promise to Abraham. If you go through Jeremiah and you get past what I just read, it begins to actually give out property lines. Mm -hmm. Yes. That the, the nation of Israel is going to be completely dispersed. It's desolate. It's going to be scattered. And when it is, it's going to be for a while. Mm -hmm. You realize if we go later to the book of Daniel, it, Daniel figured out that it was a 70-year judgment. Mm -hmm. See, Daniel begins to prepare for the Jews to go back to Israel because he knows what Jeremiah said. Mm -hmm. Now, 
what, what, what's really cool of, uh, about this new covenant um, are, I, 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 with the username, I don't want to get it wrong, the, the individual that, it said old man, right? Old man 2370. Okay. I'm assuming that old man means he's a man. So, 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 <laughs> so, 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 so the gentleman who asked the question, uh, is he, he rents us back to Romans, and then he talked about Revelation too. Mm -hmm. Now, realize this, when we get to Revelation, there's a thing going on right now called the church. We're, we're working on a new Testament. We're under Jesus Christ. But realize, the Orthodox Jew today is still not serving Jesus. Correct. They are still stuck trying to serve trying to serve a God that they've forsaken and a God that's judged them. Israel was desolate. We look at what happened with Nebuchadnezzar, but the biggest desolation happened by the Romans. Jesus told His apostles, He said, don't look at that temple and be amazed at it. You know, basically, this is not going to be your offices, guys. Mm -hmm. And we'll leave them. We'll go to heaven, and there's not going to be one stone stand upon another. So the Roman general Titus showed up 70 AD. He wiped out the temple. So guess what? No more sacrifice. So even the Orthodox Jews of this day, they're not sacrificing sheep. They don't have a temple. They don't have the Ark of Covenant. They say they believe in the Old Covenant, but they don't have anything to even accomplish the purposes that were set forth. Mm -hmm. So God's made them a promise. He said, I'm not going to forget you forever. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to remember you. And in, their, in, in a day that's coming, in a day that's coming, I'm going to restore you. Mm -hmm. So I want to pull up in... in, in in Matthew, in, in, in Matthew 23, it's verses 37 to 39. 39 is the one where, where, where Jesus, Jesus says, I'm not going to come back. Now, he, he's outside Jerusalem. It, 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 it's, it's before his arrest and crucifixion. He looks at Jerusalem, 37, verse 37, 38. He said, how many times I wanted to take care of you people mm -hmm. and you keep rejecting me? Now, this isn't just a man, a prophet. This is God talking to the Jewish people, the Jewish leadership said, how many times I want to protect you? How many times I want to save you? I want to bring you in, and you keep pushing me off. And, and, and he said, so I'm not coming back again until you say, the Jewish people say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The he is a capital H. He, not, not a prophet, not another teacher, not, not, not me and Bren showing up to say, hey, Jesus is the way. When Jesus shows up, he's not coming back till they say, blessed is he who comes. Mm -hmm. And realize that at that point, we come to this verse here where it says they're all going to know him. <clears throat> So there's a point where they're all going to know Him. Why? Mm -hmm. When He comes back. Mm -hmm. when, he, when Jesus comes back, they're all going to know Him. And Jesus says this, though. He says, your house has left you desolate. Mm -hmm. So, so we, we begin to look, and, and, and that passage of Scripture, blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord. It's a reference to, to, to the 118th Psalm. And right before that quote from 118th Psalm, says, said, David says, I've seen my Savior, mm -hmm. and said, He's the stone the builders rejected. Yeah. It, so, so we have all these references to Jesus and understand this, that the people that are actually trying to serve God under the old covenant, un, under the laws of Moses, they aren't doing it because they don't have a temple, they don't have the ark, they don't have the heifer. We talk all the stuff they don't have. But most of all, they don't have obedience. Mm -hmm. So because of that, they were left desolate. Israel was not a country from 70 A.D. until... So 1948, 1947-48. But I also want you to realize, too, at that same time, me and Brent were just talking before we came on, that there were actually Christians who believed that, that these passages of Scripture had a spiritual meaning because they didn't believe the Jewish people could ever be restored to their land. Right, yeah. And there, 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 there's a cool couple-hour discussion maybe we could look at. Yeah. And I want to share you guys stuff, stuff too. I want, I want to have a disclaimer. A lot of the stuff that me and Brent share, it's come from the study and work 
of men of God before us, yeah, women absolutely. of God before us. Mm -hmm. you no, know, they, 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 there's guys who, who've blessed me, and I just throw out a few names: Steve Quill, L.A. Marzuli, Tom, Tom Horn, and and and, and his group, and mm -hmm. and then you know we we get a look at Jonathan Kahn, some of his information yeah. where, where 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 they've given a lot of history, a, yeah. a, a lot of background. So there's a lot of people. I'm not giving you an extensive list, but just just a partial list. So I want to give credit to the men of God who are faithful, who's helped help share with us where we're at. Mm -hmm. But this idea of this new covenant, as a believer in Jesus Christ, I'm living in the new covenant. Yeah, absolutely. But 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 God never promised a Christian a property and a garden in 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 in, in Israel. In fact, what's kind of cool about Jeremiah chapter 12, it actually says that when Israel comes back to the Lord and serves Him, that they're going to teach the nations to say say in the name of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And that those nations will be blessed and say, God will put all them back in their own spot. So you know what? Even though I'm not Jewish, I have a place, a property, a place. God made the earth for us. And we look at the Garden of Eden. We look at that city, Jerusalem. There's all these wonderful things coming. But I really look at this new covenant being talked about here, Jeremiah. It's about the children of Israel coming in to the, the Jewish people coming into Israel. And right now, you got to understand, they're there, but they're, they're not at peace. No, when it talks about that the Lord's going to take care of them, they have never, uh, we, we, we look at, at the 47, 48, we look at the war in 67, we look at the property that's been taken back, but at the same time, those property lines have never reached what Abraham was promised by God. So when you look at the nation of Israel, it is not nearly the size it should be according to God. And once again, what I want to do with me and Brent especially is be unapologetic. If the Bible says it, that's the way it is. True. That that I'm not going to take time to explain or or or, or, or rationalize. You say, well, 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 what, what about the treatment of this group of people or, or the treatment of that group of people? I want you to understand this. I'm the Lord's, so it's God's responsibility to take care of me. Mm -hmm. So you know, it's not the government's responsibility. It's not the United Nations' responsibility. Mm -hmm. And blessed is he whose God is the Lord, mm -hmm. whose land is Lord. So so I want you to realize that. I maybe don't show a lot of pity for a lot of people in their situations when I know they've rejected Jesus Christ. Because when you reject the blessing, you get the curse. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the, with, with, with certain passages of Scripture, don't run around all over the place. But, but realize this, that God gave that property all the way back in the book of Genesis. It was promised to the, the bloodline of Abraham mm -hmm. as a legal document, mm -hmm. you know, and they had it and they've lost it. Why did they lose it? Because God took it from them because they're sin. But guess what? The God that took it away has already told them in Jeremiah, He's going to give it back to them. Mm -hmm. Every single piece of it. And it gives dimensions. Why? Because God doesn't lie. Yeah. To say, well, how, how are they going to come back to God? God already knew mm -hmm. who was coming back before He said, you're going out. Yeah. Sorry, Brent, I'm running. No, no, you're good. Um, something as you were talking, um, obviously... Um, Israel, as of you know, this time and year, 2024, it is not a Christian nation. Right. Now, it is still, they are still God's chosen people, mm -hmm. but um, when it comes to uh, Israel, uh, they are involved in just about everything that the United States is involved. I mean, mm -hmm. as far as like uh, sexual sins mm -hmm. and things of that nature, um, uh, they even have a uh, gay pride parades as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, like uh, <clears throat> everything that we have here, they have yeah. over there. Um, but something, um, 
I've been seeing a lot on Facebook in the past couple months, mm-hmm. few months, um, is the uh, the the I stand with Israel stuff, mm-hmm. and um, I'd like to get some of your thoughts on that because <clears throat> in the scriptures, it's the Lord says, "I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you," mm-hmm. and so I'd like to hear your thoughts because um, I believe that we need to be praying for Israel's salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, just, just as much as we need to be praying for the salvation and the repentance of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. Um, but since they are not a Christian nation, but they are still God's chosen people. And so shouldn't we, shouldn't we align ourselves with, a, with God's people, whether they choose Him yet or not, Shouldn't we align ourselves with them, or should we not? And what would that uh, what would that look like? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I think important thing is we, we go go back to, to 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 the mainframe, the 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 basic, the 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 solidness of of, of our core. Mm-hmm. If the Bible says that it's right, yes. So it says, no. God told Abraham, blessed are those that bless you, cursed are those that, that curse you. That's what it says. That mean. It says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. So I have been given a command. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for me to not honor that command. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, if, if, if I want to blow it up to this amazing big picture thing, if Jesus is called the Prince of Peace, mm-hmm. see, I can begin to pray very Christian prayers mm-hmm. for a lost nation but realize this, it's about a promise. God made a promise to Abraham. God doesn't break his promises. Mm-hmm. So, so yes, bless, I, I, I pray, the Lord said, blessed are those that bless you, cursed are those that curse, curse, that, that, that curse you. And, and that has proven itself throughout history. Even when the Jews are in exile, and I, 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 I almost want to go back to Jeremiah 12 because I don't want to get it wrong, but I'll just paraphrase. God has always used... Wicked nations. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll say the wicked. Yeah, ungodly. Say yeah. ungodly is a good word. God has used ungodly nations to judge Israel when they're ungodly. Mm-hmm. So what has happened all through the Old Testament? Okay, Nebuchadnezzar comes in. He ransacks Jerusalem, carries off the people. We get Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We get these stories with, 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 with that king. What happens to him? His son dies. The Medes, the Persians, realize that that everyone who judged Israel ends up being judged themselves. Mm-hmm. That 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 throughout history, these things have been reoccurring on, on a regular basis. You know that whoever has stood actively against the Jewish people as a whole has failed and fallen. But guess what? The Jewish people are still in existence. Mm-hmm. Imagine this. They were dispersed for over a couple thousand years all around the world. They've held on to their culture. Do you know what other group has ever been assimilated into multiple cultures and multiple times, different places, and maintained mm-hmm. their lineage? None except them. Why? Because God said so. And the idea about blessing them, be honest, we look, Jesus was Jewish. Mm-hmm. No, uh, from the tribe of Judah. Mm-hmm. Look, look at this. All 12 apostles, <laughs> Jewish. No, the church, the, the original Christians were not considered something different. They were considered a sect of the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. How did that change? Because the leaders of the Jews, the Pharisees and the synagogues and the priests booted them out. Mm-hmm. Listen, God did not plan a separation from Israel. Israel separated from them. That's, let's say, Jewish. 
God did not plan a separation from the Jewish people. The Jewish people separated from Him. Yeah. Christianity didn't leave Judaism. Judaism left Christianity. Mm -hmm. So because of that, we have this input. But guess what? God made a promise. And He's going to restore it. He's going to be faithful to that promise. Mm -hmm. There is going to be a group of Jewish people that's going to say, Blessed is He that comes in the name of the Lord. And they're going to be talking about Jesus. When we get to the book of Revelation, and, and our, our, our gentleman with the question brought in Revelation, it talks about... Jesus coming back. It talks about Jerusalem specifically. Now we hear about a new Jerusalem, a new Zion. Yes, there's a heavenly city coming, but Jesus is going to rule and reign for a thousand years. It said he's going to bust the governments of the world like they're clay pots and he's going to do it like he's got an iron rod. Mm -hmm. Now, if you ever haven't got to see the cheap ceramic pots you buy, <laughs> you, you buy for a buck, you don't even need an iron rod. But I want you to get this, that Jesus is going to bust up the governments. Where is he going to rule from? He's going to rule from Jerusalem. Yeah. There is a physical city in the world that God says is His. And He created it. Why wouldn't He declare a capital for Himself? So the capital of the world is Jerusalem. There's a king of the world, king of kings, Lord of lords. Jesus, he's going to rule for a thousand years over all the nations of the world from a single city. And that city just happens to be the capital of Israel, which is which is the capital of the Jews, which God told Abraham was going to be. And it, it just said right here that, that they're not going to say anymore, teach about the Lord. They're going to all know Him. They're all going to know Him because He's going to be the king in the city. Mm -hmm. it, it, isn't, it isn't a Messiah that's going to come. It's a Messiah that's there. It's, you know, it, it, it's going to be impossible for these people to say, well, well let, let me tell you about our king when he just had a parade down the street. Yeah. They're going to know their king. So I, I get back to the question. Pray for the peace of Israel. Why? Because Jesus is their peace. He's my peace. But because of the promises in, in the book of Revelation, it ends up, John says, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Now, is that because John wants people to be lost? No. John isn't looking for the judgment of the world, but he's looking for the fulfillment of the promise. Jesus is coming back to reestablish the order that was set. The old covenant was done away with, not because God failed, but because Man failed. Mm -hmm. No, the, the, the Jewish people and their leadership rejected Jesus. Mm -hmm. Now, at the same time, the Jewish leadership rejected Him, but it was Jewish missionaries called apostles and church fathers that took the gospel to us. So what happens? God took this, their rejection. The church steps out and it blows up. And guess what, though? God had a plan. What was that plan? He started it here. God's going to finish it there. So it's going to move through the church. And where it's going to move, it's going to move right back to the children of Israel. And if you're a Christian, you better be praying for the peace of Jerusalem. You better be praying to, to bless the children of Israel. Because what God gave us when it started is what we're going to do for them to finish it. And those ones are going to call upon His name. And not always is, is He going to answer, but He is going to show up. And guess who gets to show up with Him if you're faithful? Mm -hmm. Jesus comes with the saints. Yeah. So guess what? You don't want to be against the people that you're going to come back to rescue with Jesus one day. That's yeah. That's just ignorant. You know, <laughs> you know why, why would I curse them now when I'm when I if I'm a believer, then I'm going to come back with Jesus to deliver them. I don't want to curse them, deliver. I want to pray for that peace and stuff to happen. Yeah, it's true. And um, I was uh, as you were talking, I was uh, trying to remember uh, in the Gospels where. Um, it's talking about it may not, it may maybe in one of Paul's letters. I apologize. I'm having I'm, I'm having trouble remembering. But uh, anyway, it's talking about uh, talking about the engrafted branches. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. it also talks about uh, in another place where you know the the bra the branch that gets uh, grafted in shouldn't boast. 
because yeah. the one that was removed can be put back. Yeah. And so, um, you know, uh, we just need to be so thankful for our, uh, we should have a personal relationship mm -hmm. with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. um, and we need to be thankful for that. Uh, we need to be thankful that He came. And, you know, in Scripture, He came for the Jew first and then the Gentile. Mm -hmm. Uh, which, you know, uh, I'm assuming that, you know, I know we're Gentile and probably yeah. most people watching this show are Gentile. Uh -huh. But um, but we need to be praying uh, for the salvation of our Jewish brothers that aren't brothers yet. Mm -hmm. Hostages. They're hostages. Yeah. Um, because it, even though it is not a Christian nation yet, uh, the Lord has been working for them mm -hmm. for so, so long. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they are literally surrounded by enemies mm -hmm. and their enemy cannot snuff them out. Yeah. And it's not because, it's not because Israel is some superpower. It's not because they're, they're smarter or they got better stuff. It's because of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, everybody should be able to recognize that. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that was really good. Do you have any closing thoughts or anything well, you want to say? I just wanted you know, uh, the one thing we said we do is talk about salvation because we've talked about the salvation of these people of Israel, that God is coming back and He's going to reveal Himself to a remnant. But realize this, it's a remnant that wants their Savior. Yeah. And, and I, I guess the important thing is now, see, so, so you might be listening today, and if, if you're a Christian, we hope we've given you some solid biblical information. But if you're not a Christian today, you say, well, I'm not a Christian and I'm not, a, I'm not Jewish. So where does that leave me? It leaves you lost. That, 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 that's where it leaves you. That the Jesus that is coming back is coming back to save a group of people who believe and trust in Him. Mm -hmm. But if you do not believe and trust in Him, then He's coming back to judge you. When I talked about the, the governments being, being smashed mm -hmm. by, by Jesus, understand this, that if you're part of that system, then he is not your friend. He is your judge. Yeah. And and and, and that when when we we talk, I, I I I use the word hostage. I've never used that word when talking with the the, the Jewish remnant before. Mm -hmm. But I use that word re really on a regular basis for people who don't know Jesus, because they, 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 there's a lot of people. Like I said, Brent says when when you are whatever whatever time of day wherever you are, understand this that that if you don't know him. I, 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 if, if you're not saved, I can only see you in, in two ways. You are either an active adversary. You know who we're talking about. You know who God is, and you still hate Him, and you're never going to serve Him. You are my active adversary. You, 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 you are willingly serving Satan, and, and I will not pray blessings on you. I will, I will curse you the, 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 the way that the Bible talks about the enemies of God. But then there's also... The hostages. You really don't know where you are, who you are. You don't know what we're talking about, but you know something's something we're saying is clicking. Uh, so, so, something we've got seen to make sense, or there's something inside uh, Brent and I that you say I might want some of that mm -hmm. sometime. You know, I'm never going to hunt down and hurt a hostage, but you still have to recognize that by your own decision, you remain a captive. Mm -hmm. Jesus 
came to set us free. The prison that you're in, it does have an iron door, but the lock is broke open. And I want to call you out of, of where you are. Now, now, lifestyles, preferences, all, all, all those things. Are there rules in the Bible? Yeah, there's, there's, yeah, absolutely. there's commandments. But the idea of the commandments is not to pin you in, it's to keep the devil out. Mm -hmm. God gives me these boundaries and these boundaries where I can say, hey, this is mine and devil, you can't take it. Mm -hmm. No, <laughs> the doors on my, we're, 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 we're here in, in my house. The doors in my house have locks. Not to keep me in. Yeah. The doors of my house are to keep the enemy out. The rules of God are not to trap you, to keep you in bondage, to make you something you're not supposed to be. It's to make you what you are supposed to be and satisfied in. Brian, could you maybe finish up on, on, on salvation and those things and the importance it is to you? Well, uh, one, I mean, as far as, you know, salvation is everything. Um, and... As you were talking, um, I have a lot of hope for hostages. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't have a lot of hope for people who are actively working against Christ. Mm -hmm. uh, as you were talking, uh, you remember the name Aleister Crowley? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Aleister Crowley was probably one of the wickedest men to ever live. Um, but he was in an interview one time, and in the interview... Um, the person who was interviewing interviewing him asked, they said, you know, Mr. Crowley, uh, why don't you believe in God? And he came across the table. He said, I do believe in God, and I hate Him. Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa! Uh -huh. Like, that's like, what hope can you... <laughs> yeah. I mean, that... Yeah. The, if you know God, and you uh -huh. know the goodness of God, uh -huh. and you are actively against that, that is scary place to uh -huh. be, you know. Uh -huh. um, but I also believe that there are tons of people who are hostages. They are, you know, they are serving Satan ignorantly. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and for those people, I have a lot of hope yeah. because uh, if they would just answer the call that Christ has for them, I mean, their whole life would turn around. Mm -hmm. And um, and I'm, when I say turn around, you know, I, I'm talking about in the, the truest, uh -huh. you know, uh, in the truest sense. I'm not talking about uh, um, some weird prosperity gospel. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, not that God can't do that. It's just I don't I don't ever want to sell Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we're talking about the covenants tonight. Yeah. Uh, in particularly the covenant re uh, referenced in Jeremiah 31, but. Um, there's also Old uh, Old Testament, New Testament, Old Covenant, New Covenant. Uh, for those who are born again, who have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, they are under a new covenant. Those who have not accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, they are still under the Old Covenant. Mm -hmm. And uh, in, I think it's Hebrews... I think in Hebrews, um, I had it marked maybe. Yeah, yeah. In Hebrews chapter 8, um, verse 13, it says, by, co by calling this covenant new, he has made the first one obsolete 
and what is obsolete and aging will soon disappear. Mm-hmm. It, you know, that will disappear when Christ does away with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but getting back to your question about salvation, salvation is everything. Mm-hmm. Um, this past week in, in Sunday school class, um, we were reading our lesson and Doug asked a question. He said, you know, has anybody here ever felt hopeless? And I thought about it for a moment. And I piped up and I said, I honestly, to the best of my memory, I have never felt mm-hmm. hopeless. Yeah. Um, now, that's not to say I've not had really bad days or weeks, mm-hmm. but even in my even in my bad worst days i have i have never felt hopeless and i attribute that i contribute that yeah. to my relationship with jesus yeah because no matter what i go through he is right there with me every single day 24/7 365 he doesn't check out he doesn't take a break and he don't nap on me mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and um when the trials and the uh, the struggles of life come, we'll say mountains. Yeah. When the mountains of life come against us, sometimes the Lord will take me right over the mountain, and sometimes He'll give me a shovel and He'll say, "Let's dig through this one together." Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah. But but He's always right there with me, and you know, I can't imagine going through this life without him, without knowing him, without having him. I, I almost said without having him on my side, but really, you know, I'm the one that needs to be on his side. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, so if you, uh, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then I would challenge you to try to remember a time. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, have you ever felt a time where you felt complete peace? And maybe you can say yes, maybe you can't. But in Jesus, even on my bad days, I still have peace. And so if you know Him, I pray you get to know Him better and better. And if you don't know Him, uh, then you are living under the Old Covenant. And the Old Covenant is there to show us our need for the Savior because we can't do it on our own. So if you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, I pray that you would make that decision today. You want to say something? I just want to make one. With with, with the, the new covenant, I thought maybe, maybe the best, best way to end up, you know, uh, saved or lost, Jew, Gentile, no more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they all shall know me. From the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and their sin. I will remember, I will remember no more. Praise God. So the, what the new covenant, his sin, he'll remember no more. Mm-hmm. You'll know him yourself. <clears throat> Amen. Well, thank you for joining us on this episode. I hope you had a good time. Please, please, please continue to ask questions. Um, we want to engage. We want to interact. And we want to to help you along in any way that we can. So thank you so much for joining us and uh, tune in next week for the next episode. God bless.